0: Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Today we bring you another installment of Future Focus, our series centered on those young individuals who are making a difference in the surveying profession. Our guest today is Kyle Schultz, a licensed surveyor from Illinois. Kyle will be serving as the Surveying Merit Badge Coordinator for the 2021 Boy Scout Jamboree held every four years in West Virginia. NSPS Executive Director Kurt Sumner recently sat down with Kyle to discuss all the work, time, and support that goes into a typical jamboree. They discussed the goals of the Merit Badge team, which include not just the fundamentals, but to also touch on to some of the high-tech equipment used by today's professionals. Settle back and enjoy listening to the ins and outs of the Boy Scout Jamboree on this Future Focus episode of Surveyor Says.
1: Welcome to Surveyor Says, the NSPS podcast series. I'm Kurt Sumner, your host tonight, and with me is Kyle Schultz, who is currently, I, I will describe him as our lead person for our Boy Scouts efforts nationally, in particular at the Boy Scouts Jamboree. For those who are listening, who know anything about the Boy Scouts and the Jamboree, you know that it's a four-year cycle and 2021 is one of those years uh, the last few years the event or the last few cycles of the event has been held out in west virginia that's what's known as the bechtel site unfortunately i have not made it out there yet every year i think i'm going to get to go out and at least visit but uh, something always happens and uh Maybe it's because I, I look at how long that drive is and I'm getting older and I'm thinking, well, maybe I won't make that drive. <laughs> but but I, I do want to get out there and, and uh at least visit if I can't can't participate. But uh welcome to uh to the podcast today, Kyle. I appreciate you being with me.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: One of the things that we wanna talk about, we wanna share with our audience what happens at the jamboree what how it all works but we also want to share the fact that we always need more people to help us and and Kyle can talk about that he and I both have spent time in those booths and we know what it's like to be understaffed and uh, I know back in the, the ancient days when I was there we we seemed to never have enough people although we had a lot of people so <laughs> I don't know if that's still true but Nonetheless, we really hope that some of the people listening will have an interest in participating and going and spending time. And Kyle's going to tell you what that entails. Um, and, and maybe that'd be a good way to, to start, Kyle, would be maybe give a little background on how you got involved and then help our audience understand what what actually takes place as you as you get involved in being part of this
2: team. OK, um, well, I guess for me, um Going farther uh, back, I actually got into surveying based on the survey merit badge. Uh, I did the merit badge at Parkland College here in Champaign uh, right before I aged out of scouts. Um, I, I got um, some pressure to come do the first uh, merit badge that they were offering there. And uh, so I went and I did it and I I really enjoyed it had a good time. Um, I ended up then proceeding to go to Parkland and working my way through their uh, associate's degree in surveying. And then I went to uh, uh, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, uh, did my bachelor's there. uh, And then shortly after I got done with school, um, I made the comment to, to Todd Horton, who was the, the director at the time and, uh, has been around for a very long time that, you know, maybe I'd like to, to help out and, and teach. And, um, I got a call from him about six months later. Hey, I got a position open if you'd like to, to try. And so I've been teaching part-time at, at Parkland ever since, um, which that, that's a whole nother story that we won't get into, but um, throughout that whole time, I'd been helping out with the uh, surveying merit badge at, at Parkland. And then um, I had been active in, in Boy Scouts for, for many, many years. And uh, I had attended the 2001 and 2005 Jamborees at uh, Fort AP Hill, uh, and 2010, I guess, too, it was all at at Fort AP Hill, but I had attended um, the 2001 as a youth, the 2005 as a third assistant scoutmaster on a contingent, and um, I I wanted to go again in 2010, but it didn't look like that was gonna happen until I got a phone call from our um, uh, IPLSA president, saying, um, you know, I, I talked to Todd and thought maybe he'd like to go to the Jamboree. There's been a call for help, and and he he said, no, but that you'd probably be interested. You'd been before and stuff, and so I said, yeah, sure, I'd love to go, and uh, so I went in 2010 and was on staff for, for surveying out there, and I, I love going to the Jamboree, so i just kind of kept making it happen, so I've also been to the two thousand thirteen and two thousand seventeen jamborees on uh serving staff um and I even made it out there last year to visit for for worlds uh was not on staff but um so I've been to the new summit bechtel site you know quite a quite a few times um the 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 event out there is, is really kind of uh, unlike any other scout experience that uh, you'll have. Um, you go out there, and if you're a, a youth or a participant, you know, you're in a troop of, of 40 people that are kind of from your area. Some of them might be from your home troop, and you, you kind of know these people. And then you, you go out there and you all of a sudden are in a sea of, you know, 40 or 45,000 youth um, from all over the country, all over uh, the world in in some cases. Um, and it, it's just an experience unlike any other to, to see the scouting spirit and everything that, that happens there. Um, there was a big change though, when I went to, staff because then you were with the adults and the people who were running the show, you know. Um, and it was really cool to get to know a lot of the, the older staff members a lot better and and to see how things kind of worked out there and, and to get involved from, from that aspect as well. But, um, you know, and, and some of those staff members I haven't seen them since 2010, you know, they were on the, the first group and I'm, I'm still in contact with them, you know, every once in a while I've, I've got, uh, uh, one of the guys lives out in Oregon. We get on the phone, we'll talk for a couple of hours sometimes. Um, there's a gentleman in Utah who, um, actually has made it to some of the more recent jamborees. He stopped by our booth and we, we chatted for half an hour, 45 minutes and, and, uh, I you know I I stay in contact with those guys and it's it's really really neat to to get to know them and spend a couple of weeks with them and and kind of become a, a family. Um, the um, the the great thing, like you say about the jamboree, is is making those relationships and and getting to know those people. And and one of them is is really local to to me. He's uh, I'm in Champaign, Illinois in the, in Central Illinois and um he's down in St. Louis so it's only like 3 hours and you know we've gotten together several times and uh become really good friends and we we just pick up right where we we left left off last and so that's that's been really good it's a, a camaraderie you know and it, i think it's there for the the youth and it's also there for the staff and the adults as well um it, it's an experience that you will never forget and uh, it it goes by quickly, but um, like you say, you, you just, you never forget.
1: I'm curious with all that's going on in the world. And I know that even, I guess the last time I was at AP Hill, we started using different kind of equipment than what we did before. We're, we had, in the beginning, when I first started, it was really rudimentary equipment that we were having the kids use. And um, I'm just wondering if is the interest level still pretty great? I mean, I, I assume it might be because the, the toys that you play with are a lot more cool now than the old ones were. But I know some people, when I talk about the merit badge in general, not just at the Jamboree, but in general, people say ah, kids aren't interested in that anymore. They're off doing other stuff. And so I think some people are questioning whether and and maybe you might even have some thoughts on is that one in jeopardy or if, and if it is, is there anything we can do about it? Uh,
2: My understanding is, uh, and I I don't know what it's actually ranked at, but there's 150 merit badges roughly. Um, They are ranked by, you know, the, the top earned, you know, one per year all the way down. And uh, I think that surveying is in like the bottom 10 or 20. Um, Most people don't realize it, but it is a original merit badge. Um, There were 12 merit badges or 15 merit badges, something like that. um, That scouting began in 1910, merit badges started in 1912. And surveying is one of the very original merit badges. That first came out there in 1912, and um, it's it's managed to survive. I think the numbers on it have probably always been low, but uh, it it seems like it is getting to the end um, where it, it does run a risk of of no longer being carried by the Boy Scouts, and I I think that's uh, a shame. There's a lot of advantages to doing. merit badge like ours Um, you learn a lot not only about surveying but that there's a whole nother world out there that a lot of people don't realize exists you know most people think that we walk around door-to-door asking people questions or standing (laughs) in the mall asking questions and uh, it's it's simply not the case and you know we get to do some pretty cool things uh, with um, Hydraulic surveys and and different uh, forensic surveying and, and um, aerial mapping and that sort of thing, and I I don't re- think that people realize uh, how important surveying is to our economy. Um, so I I would really like to see those numbers come up, you know, and to get a lot of more people in, involved. Uh, whether that's uh, in your your local town or city or in your your state, um, but most certainly at the jamboree too. That's a great place for us to get some youth participation in the merit badge and to get our our surveying or uh, merit badge out there so people can can see it and uh, to help bump our numbers, even if it's every four years. I know that, go ahead. I
1: was going to say, do you think, uh, and and I'm asking this question out of somewhat ignorance, um, do you think if there were a way to change the criteria that's in the manual to focus more on these modern technologies somehow? Um, And I know doing that kind of thing and rewriting the manuals and all that is a big deal. Um, But I'm just wondering, within the current structure, is there latitude to be able to make it more exciting for the kids? Because they don't always get excited about the really, you know, if we just do it the old way, so to speak. Um, Is that something that might be helpful to turn those numbers around a bit?
2: I I think... There's always improvements that can be made, right? So, there are, are different things that we could probably look at that would bring interest in. As far as changing the requirements, I, I don't know how much of that you can really do because the requirements, as they sit now, there's the health and safety stuff that is in every merit badge. How do you do cuts and scrapes, and hypothermia, and, and heat stroke, and uh, snake bites, and poisonous plants, you know? Um, And then there's a five-sided traverse and and running a a level loop through everything. Uh, There's requirements about doing uh, research at your county courthouse and and, uh, writing a legal description and uh, doing a few things along those lines. Just simple basics, right? The problem I see... With including some kind of requirement with with flashier technology say drones for example Um, you got to have somebody who knows drones and and there's a lot of people out there that do but uh, I I certainly don't know drones that well that I'd be comfortable with it and uh, sometimes finding volunteers can be difficult and so finding a volunteer who also knows drones or, or scanning or whatever that, that could be uh, challenging. Um, That holds back people from earning it is that it is a serious time commitment, a merit badge. You've got to have a good solid eight hours in to get that traverse done and get your level loop run and different things like that. And, and that eight hours is even after we've, cut down the length of, of, you know, we do a small traverse around a parking lot at, at Parkland. And uh, it, it still takes quite a while because you, you've got a lot of 11, 12, 13 year old kids who um, are still trying to kind of figure out some basic coordination. They're trying to figure out some of the math behind it and different things. And, and it can be overwhelming. Um, I, I teach young adults and even middle aged adults at Parkland part-time and they have a hard time figuring out how to set up an instrument the first time. So asking younger kids who've never laid a hand on anything at all remotely close to that, it can be challenging. Um, Recently, um, National has made a Request that people who are doing merit badges do not uh, complete the entire merit badge because they don't want kids coming and spending an entire day doing merit badges. They want them to participate in the variety of offerings that are at the jamboree. and And I under I understand there's a lot of cool stuff out there from rifles and shotguns to scuba diving. Um, there's um, a man-made lake there that they've got paddle boarding and canoes and uh, water obstacle courses, and there's all sorts of stuff, uh, zip lining and, and canopy tours and mountain biking and BMX. I mean, they've got a little bit of everything if if you want to do it. Uh, they've even got white water, and I think they've included um, ATV riding now, and so they want them to get out and do do stuff. So uh, for the jamboree, kind of what we've decided uh, the last couple of years, based on space constraints and uh, timing constraints, you know, if these kids don't finish it while they're there, they're not going to finish it when they go home. Uh, generally speaking, it's it's just not going to happen. So um, based on that, we've Uh, taken some liberties with the merit badge, and we have simplified it down a little bit. You know, they're still writing a legal, they're still looking at a common deed, they're still um, doing some sketching and and learning about GPS and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we've simplified the level work and the the turning angles. Um, So they get hands on with the instruments and, they They still do that stuff, but it's it's not quite as involved as doing a five sided traverse um and part of that's been staffing too you know the last couple of times we've only had three or four people on staff and and you just can't handle kids all day every day trying to teach them how to to do those setups and um not lose your voice or or uh um get any anywhere you know with with a group um so <clears throat> what I've done is uh, reached out to uh, Siler Instrument and for the next Chamboree, we're gonna get a couple of Trimble Robotics, um, two or three of them anyway. And so we're going to show them uh, robotics as opposed to to getting them um, directly on a, on a conventional. Uh, that will be something that I think they'll find pretty interesting um, I'd I'd love to do something with a scanner, just you know, scan the inside of the tent real quick in five minutes, and then show them the final processing, or um, scan a, a portion of um, the Bechtel site and and uh, just show them what the scan data looks like, just something quick in in ten or fifteen minutes. Um, but there again. You've got to have somebody with a scanner and somebody who can process that data quickly and efficiently, right? And uh, I'm I'm just not that that person. I'm I'm a construction layout and boundary guy, <laughs> and uh, I'm not too much into the the other stuff. Um, so I I think there is definitely ways that we can make it a little flashier, but you've also got to have the people to do it. So if you make it a requirement that makes it harder in, in some aspects to actually get it completed, I think.
1: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's very, uh, generous, uh, Tyler. I wasn't aware that they were, is this the first year they're doing that or have they done it before?
2: Um, they have not, uh, donated equipment before. Um, Parkland has always donated equipment, uh, partly with my affiliation there and, and um, you know, uh, Todd Horton has always been big on promoting scouts. Um, he was an Eagle Scout, he had a son who was an Eagle Scout and, and so um, he's, he's been a big big push behind us doing it and, and I'm sure Parkland is still going to provide some of our equipment. And uh, we're very grateful to Parkland for that and um, all that they do. But, uh, yeah, this is the first time that, that Seiler has has volunteered uh, a couple of, of robots. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to messing around with those with the scouts.
1: Yeah. And th- those types of things, I think those, the kids will probably really think that's cool, obviously, because it's something different. So, and that makes sense that
2: they, they would see it that way for sure. So, what? yeah. Do you and, say- and the, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You well, I was just going to say, I was just going to say that they already think that a, a regular conventional is pretty interesting. You know, <laughs> think about putting something in front of them that finds where you are and turns itself and, and all of that stuff. And then it becomes more of a, an animated object that you, you know, you control with a remote, you know, kind of like your RC truck. And I think that that's going to get some, some interest. So
1: I guess it's kind of hard to gauge depending on my, I guess you look back at at experience and the kind of things that you want to do at the upcoming Jamboree to get a feel for how many people we need.
2: I'd take twenty if we you know <laughs> easy. Um, you know, when I the first time I went in two thousand and ten, we had um, ten or twelve that were there for the entire two weeks. Um, we're It's not quite two weeks. It's um, about nine nine or ten days, and then there's a couple of days to set up uh, prior and uh, a day after before we can leave. Um, So it ends up roughly being uh, two weeks uh, that staff is is there. Um, Which I should mention, we don't have to have somebody there. Like I'll be there the whole two weeks. There'll be some other people there that are, excuse me, that are there the whole two weeks. But you can also commit a week's worth of time. You can do like the first half of the jamboree or the second half of the jamboree. They've also got days where you could come in and work as day staff. So, you know, you could come down, uh, visit the jamboree, help out at the booth for a day, and then the next day, you know, come in and go sightseeing and, and see what the jamboree is about, um, which we've we've had people do that in the past, um, especially at Fort AP Hill. Um, Guy was a local, his son was there, and so he came and he helped us out for a couple of days, and then he also went walking around with his son for a couple of days. So that worked out really good for him. Um, but, you know, the, the last couple of times, there's like I say, there's only been three or four of us, and we've been extremely limited in the amount of scouts that we can take. And we end up turning them away because, you know, we say to them, well, we just started a group of six, and and really that's all we can we can handle right now with this few people are are there and they say oh okay well we'll come back we we'll, we don't see them come back right they right. they find something else to do um it, it would be great to have um say four stations five stations where you just you spend 20 minutes at each station, and and or 30 minutes at each station, and just kind of cycle them through. So you say, well, we're going to start another group in 20 minutes. You guys can stick around and and give us a couple hours of your time, and or three hours of your time, and then um, just walk them through the the different steps. And then when when they're done, they've they've got a merit badge. Um, and so. It, it would be great to be able to have, you know, two people per per station. And that, that right there is ten people.
1: Right.
2: Um, and then you've got to have somebody who's um, taking information. To a certain extent, we like to know where people are from, you know. We have had people from all over the United States. We even had a group of three or four boys who are from Germany, and they were – very interesting to talk to and get to know. And um, so the um, we we like to keep track of, of where they're from and, and how many people have have come to our booth. So we try and keep track of that. And then you've got like the blue cards and we always try and hand out some kind of swag, right? So NSPS in the past has given us canned koozies and um, Pencils and uh, six-inch um, scales for us to use, and and uh, Parkland's donated mugs and T-shirts in the past, and uh, we we try and hand those things out when they've completed the, the merit badge as well. So you've got to have some people who are handling that that side of it too. And then of course there's always people who want to come up and talk to you. Oh yeah, I surveyed back when I was fifteen. <laughs> you know the adults. Uh, will will come in and they'll they'll want to talk to you and or what's this merit badge all about and and they have lots of questions so um, somebody to kind of handle that and, and uh, you, you know all of a sudden you could have 15 people and and uh, Really make a good go of things and make it a lot easier, so that everybody could have a day or two off to en- in a couple days off to enjoy the jamboree without having to work the whole time. Right, and of course, getting people there and and
1: uh, everybody who participates, I'm sure there's some level of uh, uh, fee to be part of the team. Um, So I'm just trying to get a handle on or to share with our audience what we're talking about in terms of investment because we need to find ways to be able to fund this without throwing all the responsibility on the people who are donating their time.
2: Right. And, um, you know, I've been very fortunate the last several times that I've been sponsored by um, the IPLSA the Illinois Professional Land Surveyors Association. Um, They've generously donated my registration fees and and, uh, mileage to to get out there and uh, made sure that 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 has happened. That's been their way of donating. Um, The fee for the the two-week period is uh, $895 I believe if you're gonna go for the entire two weeks that includes everything um, so you bring your personal gear your clothes and your toiletries and that kind of thing and then you're in a in a tent um, that provides for all of your food and everything along those lines, uh, unless you you know want to hit up the pizzeria or, or a burger stand or whatever, but um, or buy a souvenir. But the they ninety five covers basically everything you need while while you're there. Uh, if you want to go the one week route or the half route, there is uh, a fee of like four hundred ninety five, I think, is something something around that. Um, and and so um and once again that covers everything while you're there. So it after that it's you know what it's gonna cost for you to, to drive out there or fly if if you know you're coming from far away enough that you need to fly.
1: Well that gives us some idea of, of what we're thinking about and and I think that the concept of uh and I know a lot of our state societies have, do contribute to to the cause, if it's money or whatever. But that that's a maybe a good way for some of our our groups to think about being a part of it and sponsoring one of their own people to go rather than just give us money to sponsor whoever shows up. So um, that that might be and maybe a good way. And I know for a fact, as do you, that there are a lot of people among us that have spent lots of times. In and with the scouts as they've grown up and then passed, so uh, it seems to me that a large percentage of the surveyors I talk to have been involved in scouts somewhere
2: along the line. So uh, you know the interest is there. Yeah, that's a common common theme that I've I've seen over the years. Is you found find that somebody has done some kind of surveying and been in scouts, and uh, we've had quite a few people who've come to the jamboree doing a different staff position or being a troop leader and they're a surveyor. Um, they just, they didn't even know that surveying merit badge was going to be at the jamboree. Um, so there's, there's definitely a strong tie I think between Boy Scouts and, and land surveyors, but it's not always the best communicated tie or, or well known tie. And so, um, you know, hope, hopefully we get the word out there and, and we get lots of support.
1: Yeah, I certainly hope so. And that's, like I told you before, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this, so we could have this this uh, podcast out there for people to listen to and get an idea. And then if they want, if they have questions, they can contact the office. And if we can't give them the answer, we can contact you, and you can give them the answer. Not that I don't want to put a big burden on you, but um, at least if people are interested and have have deeper questions or whatever that we want to be able to answer those for them and then also work toward uh, helping to, to fund those things as well. Somebody mentioned to me a while back, we've had a lot of success at uh, conferences with the sandbox, you know, the, the sandbox that, that you move the sand around and Tim Birch has one Uh-oh. of those, you know what I'm talking about. I, yeah, it just sounds yeah, to me like do. maybe with the situation you have at at Jamboree that might be something to show them that's cool but it wouldn't necessarily be part of the merit badge it would just be
2: something they could see. Right. And it's interesting you you uh mention that the welcome center to the Jamboree site so when you the, the scouts first show up they have to check in at this welcome center and the welcome center has an interactive one where when you shape the sand, it changes the intensity level of the overlay that, you know, yeah. and it's, it's part of a display to show all of the, the work that went into um, changing the Bechtel site from an old coal mine into what you see today. And uh, it's, it's, Really interesting, the amount of work and effort that went into putting that place together in, in three years. And of course, it wasn't completely finished in 2013. Uh, I, I remember, you know, scouts are starting to show up and they're still planting trees and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, and, and rolling out sod and and different things. They were were definitely scrambling to get stuff as complete as they, they could. Um, and the company that did the work actually had a little booth there, and they said that they had like three or four d10s with uh g p s machine control on them working twenty four seven for for a good eighteen months trying to get stuff in into shape so it it's really interesting to to uh know what went into into that and I think people get interested in that stuff, but they don't know you know, that there's surveyors behind it. And so that's exactly kind of what we're going yep. to show. Yep, that's for sure. Well, I
1: don't want to cut our conversation short, but I know that people don't know we're doing this in the evening instead of in the daytime, <laughs> but I appreciate you spending the time with me. And and I, I guess we've covered pretty much, there may be something else you want to bring up, but I did want to focus on the fact that it's important that we have People there, it's important that we have a way to fund those people being there. Um, and it seems to me that, from what you've talked about today, there should be a lot of people out there who are interested in doing this just for the experience. I, I would certainly hope so.
2: Yeah, and, and like you say, it's it's an experience unlike any other. Uh, one of the times I went. Uh, the volunteer that went with me had, had never done anything with scouts. And all of a sudden, he jumps into a jamboree with, you know, 40,000 youth and a total of 60,000, you know, with the adults and everything. And and for him, it was kind of uh, a striking, uh, oh, what do I want to say? Very, He was very awestruck at, at what was going on. Um, he found patch trading. To be very interesting. He ended up <laughs> patch trading. Um, there was a pretty cool, um, John Deere set of council patches and stuff. And, and I think we spent two or three evenings walking around so that he could collect all of those patches. And, uh, I think he, f- he found the, um, you know, the experience once in a lifetime. And he'd never done anything with scouts. So, you know, even if, even if you don't have experience with scouts and you'd like to volunteer some time, you're, you're more than welcome to, to come and help. Um, does it help maybe a little, but can you get by without it? Yeah, you completely can get, get by without it. You know, uh, somebody like me who's, who's done it several times can definitely help help you walk through the steps and getting registered and, and all of those things. Um, The uh, I should explain the dates. The official dates that youth will be there, they're they're talking July 21st through July 30th of next year. So nine days that youth will be there. And then like I say, typically staff shows up a few days ahead of time to kind of set up all their displays and and run through the setup and the organization and kind of figure out how you wanna want to go through with your, your, uh, event depending on if you're in merit badges or, or whatever. Um, and then typically leave after the scouts leave, uh, right after that. Um, so, um, and, and that's if you're doing the, the full thing, of course. Right. Um, it's a, a very beautiful place. Um, if, if you haven't been to, uh, that area of of west virginia it's it's very beautiful out there it's um not as hot as it used to be in in ap hill um, yeah. so it it is a little more comfortable um and and like i say it's 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 definitely definitely something to to go to and and see uh, the, everything that that goes on um but uh I I I just would like to you know say that we we definitely could use the help in in any capacity whether you want to come for a day or, or half the half the week you know we'll we'll take whatever we can we can get um, we we just want to see the merit badge succeed and and uh, have things run as smoothly and and offer it to as many scouts as we possibly can while, while we're there. Yeah, that's
1: that's great. I I can relate to that. Uh humidity uh, that uh central virginia humidity is uh a little different thing than up in a higher elevation at a place like the Bechtel
2: site where you got a
1: little wind blowing
2: yeah i, th- I think 2005 uh we had a few stretches in there where it was uh, 105 degrees the index was like 115. Uh, 2010 we had a few days that were almost that that bad and then the rest of the time was in the 90s. I think uh, now that we've been at uh, the summit it's been uh, low 90s as as a high so it's still warm obviously but it it makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah that humidity level certainly isn't there that's for sure. And and that's that's a big deal. Well, thanks again for being with me this evening. I really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, we want to get this out so our our members and others who may want to listen to our podcast can hear what it's about. And hopefully, we'll gain some volunteers.
2: Yes, I I hope that as well. Um, I'm I'm definitely open to you know anybody who wants to reach out to me either to to uh, donate or to uh, ask about volunteering in in whatever capacity um, you know e- even if um, you know if you've got ties with a company, you know we're also looking for cool things to give out as as swag gifts um, so anything like that would would be great and um, you know if you can't make it to the jamboree you know, keep it in mind is something you can volunteer in locally or, or at your state level because there's um, very few uh, merit badge clinics uh, around. Um, like I said, I, I work at, at, at Parkland doing the Parkland one there. And um, I put out a, flower, a flyer, put out a flyer at a merit badge seminar local here in, in Champaign. And somehow it got on a Facebook group. Somebody had shared it. And all of a sudden I started getting requests from people who were three hours away in Wisconsin saying, are there spots available? I'd like to sign up, you know, three boys from my troop. And and we ended up having quite a few people who drove, you know, three, four hours uh, to, to come to the, the merit badge and, and participate in it. So. Um, there's always a need locally as well, yeah. and um I'm more than willing to help share information on on how Parkland does it and how we do it at the Jamboree if anybody is is interested in any of the um, uh, papers that we've we've put together on that we We do it where everybody gets a little uh book and basically they can fill it out as they go through the different steps. And so they can write their legal in it, they can do their property sketch in it, they can write all their measurements down and, and that's where they get to look at the recorded documents and they get to see a plat and different things like that and then they get to keep that book. So if, if anybody's interested in, in that kind of thing, I can always send that out too. So. Great, excellent.
1: Well, thanks again. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll be having a lot more conversations over the next year, I'm sure.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm sure. So (laughs) thanks for having me on. It's,
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care.
2: You too.
0: You've been listening to a Future Focus and Kurt's interview with Kyle Schultz here on the Surveyor Says Podcast. We thank Kyle for his tireless efforts with the Boy Scout Jamborees and continued promotion of the Surveying Merit Badge. The Boy Scouts need volunteers for the surveying program next July in West Virginia, so consider participating and helping the next generation of surveyors. Upcoming episodes will include discussions in technologies, including UAVs and progress in pushing back on Legato. Also, we will have more interviews with young surveyors, surveying educators, and spotlights on the various programs NSPS currently provides, including CST, Trigstar, and the Hydrographic Surveyor Certification. So, remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.